0: Hey, welcome back to Pigeon Oil Hockey. This is Chris, and today's co-host, Sebastian. Hello, hello. And you know us. We're just a goalie and a goon that have taken one too many pucks or fisted ahead and do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. We mostly cover the NHL, but we'll also discuss other happenings around the hockey world. So be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to let us know what you think. Also, be sure to comment and share any hockey news, highlights, or videos we should cover in an upcoming podcast. So Steve is not on this podcast because Steve is MIA. Uh, so at any point during this podcast, Steve might just suddenly appear. We we waited about 40 minutes. I think he's probably just straight up passed out.
1: Hey, Steve, wake up. Wake up, Steve.
0: But <laughs> the ECHL officially announced that they are expanding in 22-23 to none other than Savannah, Georgia. So this will be the league's, I think, the 29th team in the league. Kind of excited to see this team develop because I have been to Savannah, Georgia. I love savannah georgia it is a gorgeous city and there's there's a lot to do there in fact we're just me and my wife were in savannah right before covid really became a thing because we were there i want to say a couple days before christmas yeah we were there a couple days before christmas 2019 it's gorgeous it's a great city super friendly people lots of really good food man is there a lot of good food there um but i know me and you are excited to kind of like figure out what are they going to call this team? Uh, first of all, I do want to say that's look, like they're building a new arena in Savannah. So it's going to be, looks like it's going to be on the water. Just looks like it's going to be a sick arena. Well, and... according
1: to their their photo, you can take your rowboat to the game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, if you can't row to a game, why are you going, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, who doesn't want to just, maybe that'll be a new thing, Uber, but it'll be a robo, a nice little romantic stroll with your wife, you know, maybe she doesn't like hockey, so you say, hey, honey, we're going on a nice little stroll, and you end up in an arena, and you say, oh, no, how did this happen, and then there you go, boom, date night.
0: <laughs> I like that. That's a, that's a way to trick your wife to go into a game with you. <laughs> so, so what do you think? What do you think they're going to call this team?
1: So I've never been to Savannah, Georgia. I do want to go to Georgia, and I think Savannah would be a cool place to go. So I'm not going to lie. So I Googled Savannah, Georgia, and just hit photos. Came up with one image, well, a bunch of images, but I came up with one, and it gave me two names. So hear me out. Okay. So I've go. got the Savannah, Georgia riverboats, which I was like, ah, it's kind of cool. You know, it's on the water. It ties into whatever. But then then my mind kicked in and said, the Savannah gamblers, that's the one savannah you're welcome i will take a commission and a free jersey please
0: <laughs> so why the savannah gamblers
1: i don't know just thinking you know
0: you're on a riverboat people are gambling
1: you know you hear the old you know the old song riverboat fantasy to me it's just it's the the it's, it just ties in the riverboats the water you know maybe a little bit of history that they don't want to talk about that happens on those riverboats but uh, to me the savannah gamblers it's the way to go um make it old school nice and nice uh so uh, you know maybe like a gangster or something i don't know what you want to do but uh, just savannah you're welcome
0: well, yeah, I think there's a lot of teams that have already like. When I thought about Savannah, the first thing I thought was Gators, but they've already got Gators and Crocs, and you know, there's all those creatures already in the league already. You Got Florida Everblade with the with the Croc right on there, or the alligator? I don't, is it alligators or crocodiles in Florida? In uh,
1: I I think it's alligators, but uh, yeah. I, I can't. I think it I'm is not gators. a I'm not a Gator Croc. Uh, I'm not. I'm not Steve Irwin. Let's just say that. <laughs>
0: You know, I think Scorpions are a thing. They're, they're, they're here. I think Scorpions would be a sick name. I think that would be, you know, the Savannah Scorpions,
1: right? Let me tell you, EA Sports has been trying to push that name for a while. If you go to create a team, that Scorpion logo has been there since, like, NHL 01. So I think has EA it. Sports would be very happy.
0: Finally, somebody takes advantage of it. I just think the <laughs> Scorpions would be a sick one. I think something then along the lines of, like, reptiles or something, maybe not necessarily, like, gators or something, I, I like I like scorpions, so I've, I've just kind of stuck on that. Um, Are you ready for this one? Go for it.
1: This one is proudly presented by the Pigeonhole Hockey Podcast. Is the the pigeons, and they could use they could use our logo. You're welcome, Savannah. Again, wow. How am I not how am I not hired by the team already? We could just
0: be like the Savannah Sea Pigeons.
1: Oh, perfect. Nice seagull as a, if you could oh imagine the colors you could do with that one. Oh, oh, man, God. they really need to call us and just make us part of their team.
0: Yeah. And in fact, it can you know, we can we can be the ones that actually do the whole thing where people can vote. We can start talking about potential Savannah names, get the get the local Georgia population excited for some hockey. And because I know that ever since the Thrashers left Atlanta, there were some hardcore fans that, you know, and that's the thing is if you're going to be an Atlanta hockey fan you got to be hardcore it's it's not going to be something that's deeply rooted in the community there so when atlanta left the league well not left the league i was out of the country and discovered that suddenly there was a team back in winnipeg and the thrashers were gone so i was kind of livid because i had a trip planned <laughs> i had done a hockey trip planned that i was supposed to be doing in i think it was november 2010 Basically, I was living in D.C. at the time, so I was going to go down to, where was he at the time? I think he was still in North Carolina. So the the goal was we were going to both fly down to Miami, meet up in Miami, go to a Panthers game, drive up the next day. We were going to go to Tampa, go to do a Lightning game, then spend a day with my sister in Orlando and then drive up to Atlanta, go to a Thrashers game, and then wrap it back up in North Carolina. So we had this awesome hockey trip planned and then work at the last second. Made me cancel it because I had to go off on a, a six week work trip and I'm like, SOBs. So I'm like, well, you know what? I'll do it. The timing of that had to line up. That's the thing. It's really hard to find timings to line up to meet, you know, games like that where you're only taking like a week off, but you get to go to four different arenas. And there was another chance that I'm like right at the end of the season, 2010, 2011 season. And again, work picked me off <laughs> and I was like, I'll just do it next year. Well, the next year, the team was in Winnipeg. So I never got to go to a Thrashers game. And I, I saw some videos where people were making fun of Thrashers fans that were crying on the internet. And I'm like, look, if you're a team that you've been following since you were a kid, because a lot of these people that were upset on the internet were, you know, teenagers. Um, and Atlanta had been there for, what, at that point, almost just over 10 years?
1: Yeah, I think something like that
0: they had the passionate fan base not not huge for a normal city but again it's Atlanta if you're going to be a diehard fan you, it's easy to be a fan in Canada it's easy to be a fan in Buffalo it's easy to be a fan in a northern city you know cities like Boston if you're going to be a hockey fan down south Arizona Atlanta Dallas Tampa Bay you have to find other people like you That's the thing. And that's, I think, what people who are hockey fans from up north don't get is you have to be more diehard than your average Maple Leafs fan that just thinks they're diehard. But turn on TSN. You're going to get all the Maple Leaf stuff you want. Do this. You're going to get Maple Leaf stuff everywhere. If you're an Atlanta Thrashers fan, they weren't going to talk about the game. You had to find other people that maybe liked hockey, too. And by doing that, you'd wear around your Thrashers jersey to find another Thrashers fan. So it's like, oh, I might make a friend here that also likes what I like. So and those jerseys were sick. Oh, I love those jerseys. I I I actually sold both my Atlanta Thrashers jerseys, and they went really high on eBay. So I was happy Uh, because I had a Danny Heatley, uh, the one with the T, like that dark one with the. Oh, those are beautiful. And then I had a Cobble Chuck one, the normal, regular blue, like beautiful sky blue. Um, oh, Those were nice too.
1: I mean, Savannah, just just do it, just Savannah Thrashers. You could even use those jerseys. No work ness necessary.
0: Oh God, yeah, right. Those would be the nicest rights of those jerseys.
1: Oh, I, I mean. I'm sure there's, I mean, I'm sure there'd be a cost to it, but I'm sure there's a way. And, I mean, one, you're bringing in nostalgia. You're bringing in those fans that love those jerseys, the fans maybe, you know, from, you know, the Georgia area who are fans there. And, I mean, to me, that those instantly become a top five ECHL jersey.
0: Yeah, even if they don't go with that exact logo or that exact team name, if they stick with the colors, they will bring in Thrasher's fans.
1: 100%.
0: Because people are like, oh, I can just wear this jersey over Now, if you're trying to get new jerseys sold, you're still going to get it because there's going to be people like us that I have so many jerseys on my to buy list. I just got to sell enough of them. And unfortunately, effective tomorrow, uh, eBay is going to lock me out because eBay just can't figure itself out with its new payment system. And my information is 100% correct. And eBay is just, I've, I've been on the phone with them three different times now, and I can't even change my home address on eBay. I can't change my home address on eBay. None of my billing information makes sense, which means I can't accept or make payments. So why? So can't if anyone wants
1: a jersey, just uh, hit up Pigeonhole Podcast directly on Twitter.
0: Yeah, I'll put I'll start putting them up on Twitter here. I got 16 more jerseys to sell before I can buy any.
1: So <laughs> everyone, please help fund the addiction.
0: <laughs> yeah, because honestly, I'm I have a ton of NHL jerseys. I'm just bored with them. So I just sell them again. You know, I'm like, I'm done with this one. Like I just sold my uh, Rick Nash jersey. So I have to ship that out. Um, And once I sell 16, I can buy three. That's the deal.
1: You should have really pushed for at least five.
0: No, that because if I buy three more, that puts me back up at 35 jerseys. I I started with 140. And I like said, I don't count the jerseys now that I put up on walls decor decor. Or jerseys that I wear on the ice when I play hockey. I'm like, no, I don't include those in my my collection anymore. Those are, a lot of them are just, I bought them to be wall jerseys because they don't fit me because they're smalls and stuff. You know, while this conversation took a weird turn, but (laughs) which one of our podcasts don't? Me and you have been watching. We were disappointed to see the Metropolitan Riveters exit from the whatever bubble that was. Quote Um, unquote bubble. Yeah, quote unquote bubble in Lake Placid. And so we have the Buffalo Buttes and the Boston Pride that face off now three games in a mini playoff series to determine who makes it into the actual playoffs to face off against the remaining teams of Toronto, Connecticut, the Minnesota Whitecaps. But Buffalo and Boston are in a three-game playoff series, and this will be... I think it's going to be a really interesting set of games. And we're going to talk about the first one. And I kind of like the results, not going to lie. So it was Buffalo versus Boston, Jackson versus Salander and net. And let's just jump into the first. Uh, so right off the gate, um, you know, about halfway through the first period, Boston puts one past Carly and they are now up one nothing. So that was Lauren Kelly. What would you think of that goal?
1: Yeah, I mean, to me, I think that was just great heads up hockey by Kelly. That's really all there is to it, right? She's following the puck and takes a bounce and she just buries it.
0: Uh, it was a, it was just one of those goals. Of not much to say about it. It was just a good opportunity, and she found it. Uh, then that was it for the first period. Moving into the second period, uh, just under five minutes into the second, Autumn McDougal again scoring for Buffalo. She's going to be on my fantasy team next year.
1: Yeah, to me Buffalo. that that was that was just a as, as they call it that's a greasy goal. But you know what they ask uh, they ask how many, they don't ask how
0: exactly. And uh, Buffalo. We haven't scored a lot of goals. Uh, If we're going to keep going on in this series to beat Boston and make it into the playoffs, we got to find the net. So we move into the third period. Uh, Again, Buffalo scores. Elisa Chesson with uh, just under four minutes left in the game makes it 2-1 to for Buffalo.
1: Yeah, that was a a lucky bounce. You know, it kind of flipped over a couple of sticks here in the stick. But again, a goal is a goal.
0: That's actually where it ended. Uh, Carly was, again, just on fire in net. Yeah,
1: 36 saves. That was a great game.
0: She played a great game. She's going to be the reason if they if they beat Boston, if Buffalo manages to beat Boston today, it's going to be because of Carly Jackson. And if this the Buttes go deep into the playoffs and and make it to the finals, it's going to be because of Jackson, because I don't think they're going to be scoring enough to hold their ground unless Jackson can't steal every game for you.
1: No, I I mean, mean, she's capable of, but yeah, she had 37 saves again, or 37 shots again. Sorry. And that was the lowest shots she's had this entire time.
0: She can't steal absolutely every game. You got to start putting some more pucks in the net. Uh, So I think that's going to be something Buffalo has to work on next year is, you know, some scoring. Buffalo beats Boston and they're up one nothing in the series. And if they win today, bye bye Boston. That was a good entertaining game. And, uh, and then we move on to, and that made me excited for Minnesota-Toronto. I actually thought Minnesota-Toronto would be a little bit more higher scoring than it actually ended up being. But it was still a high-scoring game. I just thought these two teams were just going to light it up. And it was still a great game. Uh, so, Chuli and Levay. Levay. Net, Levay. Going to hear it every single time, people. i, I got to make sure the-, the French-Canadian helps me pronunciation. Uh, so, first period, 13 minutes remaining in the period. Mikhaila Grant-Mentis. Puts Toronto on the board, one nothing.
1: Yeah, what a shot! Quick plug here, uh, big assist by Power Pigeon Lindsay Eastwood, uh, just continuously uh, adding points. That that she's just she's been on fire. But yeah, that shot, I mean, a bit of a weird angle. I think the puck was a little flipped up, but to put that thing bar down, well, way to way to start it off early.
0: Yeah, I mean to, to you know shout out my own Pigeon Hockey podcast teammates, <laughs> LeVier and Chuli, who are facing off in this game, are both my goals. I win one, I lose one but uh, either way I score points because points are points saves. yes they are and they actually get a lot of points for saves I like the way they're doing it uh, so second period I think it was right in the beginning of the second period Nina yeah. Rogers ties it for Minnesota on a power play
1: and I mean I get it you're on the PK but how is that girl
0: so open in the slot I mean <laughs> you got to help your goalie out a little bit here and then a few minutes later Taylor Woods with a rocket of a shot puts Toronto right back up two to one that was just a good one where, you know, just follow the puck and uh, put a shot on net. But with about 30 seconds remaining in the second period, Brooke White Lancet ties it back up two to two.
1: Yeah. And unfortunately with uh, the good old uh, sports net uh, Toronto bias, um, <laughs> I only got to see the Toronto goals when I watched the highlights. Cause unfortunately I wasn't able to watch this game in its entirety. Uh, Toronto Sports Network, can you come on? Help me out here a little bit. You just had to throw three more goals and a two-minute highlight period, but you were focused on four goals. Uh, yeah. So the bias lives
0: on. Even with the six. Then moving on to the third period, about halfway through the period, Toronto gets uh, a goal up again on a shot by Sarah Eve Go for it.
1: Okay, so I, I, I'm looking at the name here, and it's Sarah Eve Kutsu Gubut.
0: There you go. I'm not even going to try. Sarah Eve <laughs> puts puts Toronto back up three to two. And then about two minutes later, Nina Rogers, yet again, bears another goal. Just Minnesota won't die. <laughs> it's a, This is a tied game. Again,
1: thank you to the, to the Toronto Sports Network uh, for not letting me see these goals, but... Uh... At this point, I mean, I think this is, I mean, from what I saw, even just from the short highlights that I saw here, thanks to that network that we won't say their name anymore, but uh, it, it, this was just a great game. Uh, you could tell that, uh, you know, they're in that mini-series now, and I mean, people are, I mean, the, these teams are really starting to to focus in, and they're trying to make that push.
0: Oh, and they're getting heated, and I love it. Then about 23 seconds left in the game, once again, Mikayla Gramantis puts it through five-hole of LeVier. And Toronto's back up 4-3 to with 23 seconds left on the clock.
1: And listen, I mean, I also have Levy on my team, and she's been an absolute stud. And, I mean, that's who she's been pretty well her entire career. I wouldn't say it it wasn't a snipe by any means.
0: No, but, you know, Mikayla made him pay, and she got a couple goals this game, as did Nina Rogers from Minnesota. But that was pretty much the game. And what I was actually kind of upset about at the end of the game is... Things started to get chippy at the buzzer, and people that appeared were going to start throwing punches. And then the camera pans away from the action to show the celebrating bench. And what the hell?
1: Yeah, like, it's we we got to watch the end of this game, uh, Haley and I, and uh, we literally both said that like you're trying to bring in fans. I'm not saying violence brings in fans, but violence brings in it fans. It does. <laughs> so I mean, when that's happening, I get it. You want to show that you know. But if I would have been the, the Sixers first win. Again, you know, you want to show them how excited they are, but it's not their first win. Keep that on the action. Let's get the fans rolling.
0: That's the thing. And that's uh, it, it really that happened to me a couple of times that day. I was really upset about that happening in that game. And then later on, I've noticed with whoever records for the Pueblo Bowls, um, I do like talking about my USPHL hockey. Uh, but whoever records for the Pueblo Bulls, show the celebration. I know if the opposing team scores, you're upset. But it's it's a hockey game that you're recording for both fan bases. So make sure you stay on the action when it's happening and don't pan away to the middle of the ice. I don't understand why Pueblo does this. They do not do that with the Stangs. They do not do that with a lot of different pod- broadcasts out there. But for whatever reason, Pueblo, they don't like showing the other team celebrating. Okay. They've
1: got, they've got the Boston announcer syndrome.
0: <laughs> they Apparently, this isn't fair to pan away. <laughs> But yeah, I, I love my USPHL hockey. And so that's what we're going to be talking about on this podcast. Next is uh, Ogden at Pueblo. Ogden has taken the eight-hour road trip down to, I think it's just below Colorado Springs. Pueblo is. I think they're having a good go of it right now. They, uh, Even though they sat on a bus for eight hours on Friday night, as the uh, Pueblo commentators did mention, that they, they were kind of surprised how much energy Ogden has come out with here. But uh, let's talk about those games. Before so, we get
1: to the games, can I just say when I watch this game, those gray colorway jerseys that Ogden have, wowie, Ogden. I know you're listening. I'm an extra large polo and I'm an extra large sweater. Just saying. Um, <laughs> I live in Canada. I'm willing to pay the shipping. Hit me up.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I love the gray look. I love, I love their jerseys. I'm, I'm planning to get my hands on one of them during their. Uh, during their auction, for anyone listening, they're auctioning off their jerseys, uh, the 10th anniversary jerseys, on the 27th of February game. I've already got my tickets, so get yours. I definitely plan on trying to get my hands on a jersey. So, and I think Steve wants me to bid on behalf of his his jersey. But moving on into the actual game, it was going to be today, not on Friday, but today's birthday boy, Troja, happy twenty first birthday, Troja. You can finally drink in the United States, even though you're European and you've probably been drinking since well before then. Sometimes Welcome to our country where you have to wait till you're 21. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But uh happy twenty-first birthday to Troja. Uh he was in that on Friday night against uh Douglas Wakeland, the twenty year old from Colorado Springs. So let's move into this game. First period, Shmakov, the 19-year-old out of Moscow, gets a pretty tip goal just minutes in, making it one nothing Ogden.
1: Yeah, and I mean, this was a nice goal. But uh, to me, I think what the coaches are going to be more happy about is that was a perfect zone exit and zone entry. You know, hard dump. Uh, the goalie comes out to play it. Uh, you get it back. You put a puck on net, and there's a nice little couple, double tip there.
0: Uh, but to me, I think uh, what the coaches are more happy about is that entry and exit. Uh, those are just perfect. Then moving into the second period, Vosko, the 19-year-old Lithuanian-American, gets us on the board again, making it 2-0. Yeah, I
1: think, uh, you know, that was, a, that was a pretty goal, and it was right off a perfect you know, D play by him. By him, I mean, it was just, he stepped up, made a nice, a nice interception on that pass, uh, you know, forced the, forced the D, D make a bad move, and went in and buried it.
0: No, it was a great effort there. He's a, such a tough competitor. Both him and Shmakov are just excellent competitors. Then 12:40. Did you get a chance to see the save by Troja? Yeah, I mean, that was that was such a nice
1: save. And, you know, people will say, oh, that's a lucky save. But guess what? You got to be lucky to be good.
0: Then we've got Pueblo who gets on the board. Caleb Lone, he's a 20-year-old out of Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, scored with just under a minute later. And now it's a 2-1 to game.
1: Yeah, and I think that's one that Troja is going to want back.
0: It's one of those ones they that happen. That's, you know, that's why we play the game. But less than a minute later, <laughs> again another Stang's goal, three to one. And this was uh, actually Jack Jones, which it took me a while to try to figure out who scored because the announcers didn't make a comment about who scored. And there was nothing on hockey TV about who scored. So I actually had to wait for a post the next day by the Mustangs, I think on Instagram, where it announced that Jack Jones actually scored this goal because I couldn't figure out who scored the goal. But it was Jack Jones. So he he puts uh, the Stang's back up by two. Yeah, and that's just one of those goals where you just put pucks on net and good things happen. And so, yeah, there we go. We move into the third period with a two-goal lead. Again, great save here by Wakeland. Just less than a minute into the period on a two-on-one. And what a a save by this kid. Um,
1: I mean, that's a great save, but I'm also having a conversation with my D-man there. I mean, he sold out for that shot so bad. He didn't even play 50-50 or, you know, give the goalie the shot. He just went at the shot and
0: basically left his goalie to dry on the pass. Yeah. And that's why it was a great save by Wakeland, because this is the one thing anyone listening here, we we definitely like talking about, you know, supporting your goalie. You can support your goalie by eliminating the pass on a two on one. Eliminate the pass. Let the goalie take the shooter. Eliminate the pass.
1: That's uh, that's that's peewee hockey stuff there.
0: Yeah. And uh, yet routinely and I'll see this in NHL games. They don't take away the pass. It's like, just take away the pass. I don't care if it's Sidney Crosby coming in. Let the goalie take Sydney. Take away the threat. You know, if Rodriguez is there, take, take Rodriguez away. Make, make the goalie face Crosby. It's a you see this all levels of hockey and it, it routinely irritates me as a as a goalie, but great job by by Douglas on making that save. Then a breakaway goal. Brigham Newhold, the 21-year-old out of Edmond, Oklahoma, with just 40, 446 left on the clock, pulls Pueblo within one. Yeah, I mean that was uh that was good speed and even better shot. Don't let him score another one. They they tried they really did but Troja robbed Newhold like I think it was just seconds after Newhold scored that breakaway goal Newhold had just another beautiful chance to put one past Troja and again Troja kept this kept this game from being tied up
1: yeah like you said I think they kind of they were just kind of they almost in like shutdown mode when you really shouldn't be uh, for a little bit there but uh, Troja came up big for them and they were able to seal it
0: yeah and I think maybe maybe that was a, the the tired legs from being stuck on the bus for eight hours but either way uh trohawk kept this thing from being tied up and he kept it that way and ogden in my opinion escaped with the win it was it was a good game pueblo definitely put up a fight there but ogden did what they needed to do and put themselves i think it with this win they are solely in second place and i think they're right behind i think pueblo <laughs> i have to check out the standings but i think this puts them in second place right behind pueblo And now we move on to Saturday's game. So Saturday night, you had, you know, the 19-year-old Burbank kid, Blake Sproul, in net and the 18-year-old San Jose kid, Ryan Knight. So a couple Californians facing off in net. And here we go. First period. You had Jake Mirror fought for space in front of the net and buries it on the power play. Yeah,
1: that's just just a great goal. I mean, just, you know, put pucks to the net and uh, good things happen. That's what happened right there.
0: Oh yeah, it was it was a great goal. That's it's one to, like you said, make things happen in front of the net, and that was just a great shot by by Jake. Uh, then Saint Ange with what a beautiful backhand for the patience the patience by him that was just a beautiful goal. And like you said, the patience was critical, and it was a gorgeous goal, and uh, you know really well done there by Saint Ange to make this a tied game. But then Wyatt Andres on a three to two uh, puts one over the glove of night, and. Pueblo's up 2-1. to
1: Yeah, I mean, to me for Ogden, that was just a defensive breakdown. Uh, Maybe, you know, a brain fart, whatever it was, you know, tired legs, whatever. But, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, that
0: was just a nice shot, though. Oh, yeah, really great shot. And, yeah, not much as a goalie, not much you could do there. It was just a great play. But then we move on to the uh, second period with Pueblo up 2-1. to Cade Herrera gets the goal, and ties up the game.
1: Oh, and this was just a great bottle goal. They were That was such a good offensive zone shift. Uh, I think the coaches will be happy with this, And right? They just kept working and working and working. And, uh, you know, when you work, you get paid.
0: Uh, nothing happened in the third period. Hockey was played, but there was no score. <laughs> so we're moving on to overtime. And overtime, Jake Meir... Buries it with the you know with the OT heroics. Yeah,
1: that would I mean, I am sorry, but that was just an awful play by the D man. I see what he was looking at, but he had tunnel vision there. to uh, makes a pass, gets easily picked off, and uh, this is where you insert that womp womp noise because that just ended
0: up in his net. Yeah, it's a, I don't know. As a goalie, I have definitely womp womped a bunch of times. I <laughs> was letting my team down. But I, it's now in the this was now this down, wasn't Sprout letting his team down, but yeah, defensively speaking, It um, was just yeah a bonehead play. Yeah, so you know, Sprout came away with a twenty-seven of thirty. Uh, so he got twenty-seven saves on thirty shots, and Knight had forty-four saves on forty-six shots. I mean, yeah, great, really great happened. night, great night for yeah. him. Yeah, great night for Knight, coming away with yet another victory. And I think now they're effectively—I have to check the actual standings, but I'm pretty confident. That they are now only three points behind Pueblo for first overall. So this game happening at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 4 p.m. Eastern. Check it on my Hockey TV. This game will be pretty important because if they can come away with the win, man, they are right on the heels of Pueblo.
1: I mean, even if they end up taking a loss today, which I really, you know, I think this, you know, they're going to battle. They're going to go for that three for three. But uh, even if you come away with uh, two of the three wins here, uh, it's it's a great push to to make it to the top there
0: great game so far by ogden this weekend and and good luck on the game coming up today and actually good luck on the showcase coming this week which means sebastian will talk about on an upcoming podcast hey thanks everyone for listening in to pigeonhole hockey this is chris and sebastian have a great day and we'll catch you next time